Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the Mayor Matt Walton, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I am the Lord Ketchum, and I'm Dave King of the Road. Alright guys, so this is episode two for the month of Summer Vacation Comedy Month, and this will conclude our theme and we are going to review The Great Outdoors from 1988. They are men of great courage. Men of great daring. They're the men of The Great Outdoors. Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. The Great Outdoors. Outdoor fun for everyone. That had to hurt. Rated PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Everyman Chet Ripley takes his family on vacation to Lake Potawatomi in Wisconsin to enjoy some R&R in the woods and to escape the hustle and bustle of the city life in Chicago. Unbeknownst to Chet, his snobbish, obnoxious brother-in-law, Roman Craig, and family show up unannounced and uninvited, which turns the Ripley's idyllic vacation getaway upside down. This was written by John Hughes and directed by Howard Deutsch. And this is a spoiler-filled podcast. If anybody doesn't know what a spoiler-filled podcast is, Google it or ask your buddy. <laughs> Chock full. It's uh, everybody knows what a spoiler podcast is. So here we go. All right, all right. So if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. So Absolutely. Talk about it and listen to it. Right. All right. I like after we get to the parking lot, John Candy pulls in. And they're parked in between all these trees. And this kind of oh, just yeah. gives you perspective on kind of like what we're going to get out of John Candy in this movie. And, you know, they open the doors and they all simultaneously hit the trees. He's like, watch the doors, you know. I mean, <laughs> how do you pull into a set of trees like that? Yeah, how you know? how bad are you at driving? I mean, you have to be totally focused on like the cabin stuff, you know, just be, you know, I mean, you, your, your awareness is zero. I guess. <laughs> but it made for a... Pretty yes, funny. It is great. It's yeah. Pr- it's yeah, it's fantastic. John Candy. Love R- that guy. R-I-P. Yeah, he's awesome. But this was filmed during October and November of eighty seven in California, although it's supposed to take place in Wisconsin, which I feel like for the most part they made me Yeah. I mean I, it didn't feel like California no, to me. Not at all. And it was also on a back lot. So yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. The uh, after they get there and they we get introduced to Robert Prosky's character, Wally, <laughs> we get a little foreshadowing with this uh, shotgun lamp. And uh, we get a great quote from Wally. Too bad you're not a dog. When he's talking about <laughs> What kind the, are you, boy? <laughs> yep. He's like, porcupine quills. <laughs> Loves porcupines, hates people. <laughs> yep. Love that character. He was so... Yeah. Yeah, we talked about him a lot there in the uh, review of Christine that we did. But, uh, yeah, this was my introduction to Robert Prosky, and he, I don't know, <laughs> him sitting on the hood as they're pulling up, and they stop, and he just slides on down and talking about the water giving you the shits. And I, he, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy in this movie. From the get-go, you want to be at this place. You oh, know? my God, yes. I mean, even though it goes to shit. You know, pretty fast, and the cabin's not in great shape or anything like that. You know, it just looks like a fantastic place to yeah. have a vacation for sure. Absolutely. In fact, when I sh- I strive whenever we go on vacation to find places that are kind of close to that kind of atmosphere and everything. 
There are a few around here. Yeah. We are in the Appalachians. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. On the highway. No, I have to agree with you 100%. I mean, I wanted to go to... Uh, my opinion, Roman Craig doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, the closest place I can compare this to is actually a trip we took, Lord, uh, a few years back when we went to Mohican, Mohican Adventures. Adventures? At, uh, yeah, that was kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I could say I could say uh, other places actually that you visited. No, that we've visited. Uh, that we have visited. Oh, okay. Um, really? Yeah, closer to what we just did. You know, or Mohican and stuff. Okay. I don't know. There's just something about uh, Mohican Adventures. There, the state park. The I don't. You had the cabin. You could fish. You the, could go canoeing. There was canoeing. Was cool. There was high lines. There was. Mini golf. Yeah. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff to do. Yeah, it was, uh, a, it was a fun time. Yeah, that was a good trip. Fishing was that. excellent. Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you put your line in the water, you were catching the yeah, fish. Literally. Yep. Well, I haven't been able to say that for a couple of years. <laughs> well, I mean, they were only like, you know, a couple inches. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're talking <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I can catch those at the city parker. Yeah. Southwood Pond yeah. all day. This was, this was fun. You get, you get a little more atmosphere here. Yeah. Get you away all from right, that. Fair enough. From the, from where we're at, but Dan Aykroyd as Roman Craig, he is perfect. What an asshole! Oh my god, <laughs> oh, yeah. he is perfect at this as the snarky, yuppie douchebag, and the voice that he uses and how he delivers his lines and uh, oh my god, you, yeah. I, I wanted to punch this guy. Definition of a yuppie wannabe, right, exactly, sure. no doubt. And okay. And when we finally get them, and we see they they're coming in, and it's when John Candy and Stephanie Pharisee they're kind of getting in intimate, having their little role play. Yeah. And and Dan Aykroyd comes in filming it with the old one <laughs> video camera recorder. Why is he okay with his kids watching this? Right. No, I think I think uh, Annette Benning, who plays uh, Dan Aykroyd's wife in this movie, right. I think she's got the, uh, well, the yeah. eyes covered. Well, yeah, after a, a little bit. Yeah, it but it's funny because he's they, like, they looked for a minute. Yeah. Right, <laughs> they were looking at Horny the Bear. He knows that you can. You, I think they <laughs> clearly acknowledge that he doesn't. Snoopy's cousin. <laughs> God, Dan Aykroyd. This was a great pairing with these two. It really was. This this movie was so much fun. Uh, this if. If somehow, if listeners, if you have not seen this movie, somehow you've got to go see this. Oh yeah, you got to yeah, find it's it. Fun time. It's it's great. And and Dan Aykroyd has so many great little one-liners. You know, like all oh, just wait a hot shit minute. You know, <laughs> and, I mean, and there's just there's countless you know lines in this. He he just he oh. puts that character over to perfection. And it's almost over the top, but it's still like it it works. Oh yeah, it definitely. works. You know, yeah. I mean, and there is some over-the-top stuff in this movie, but it—I—I I don't know. It—it it, doesn't—it doesn't bother me. No, no, it works. The only thing yeah. that I find over-the-top, to be honest, for this movie is John Candy water skiing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much yeah. the most over-the-top part about it. But that—that <laughs> he would have biffed long, long. Right, <laughs> of course, but but it's a great sequence. Right, for the sake of comedy. Yes, he didn't let fantastic. go of the rope. No. Yeah, <laughs> written well. But uh, the working title for this was actually called Big Country in pre-production, mm. which I like the Great Outdoors better. Yeah, I think yes. it works, Absolutely. you know, especially with you know the cover art that they gave, which was like one of those old like 
you know, like fifties and sixties, like sporting magazine yeah. looks. Norman you know? Rockwell. Yeah, 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 yeah. very Norman Rockwell esque. Yeah, that I it works. Great outdoors. It was a better choice in my opinion. But this movie actually introduced the notion to me as a kid that it's okay to not get along or like some of your family members. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing because, like, you know, this came out in 88. I was, you know, eight years old, nine years old by the time it came out on VHS, I'm sure. I mean, it, your family, I mean, you right. you gotta like them, right? You it know? makes me wonder, you know, it makes you try to remember the past. Like, did anybody in my family just not get along? And because right. I remember it, yes, everybody got along pretty well. You know, I mean, at or least even, at least at gatherings and uh, uh, holidays and stuff like that. And, and even if with, you're with family and you got that one family member that's controversial and you know it, you you play it cool with them. Right, like right. that's just a, at yeah. least for the the party or whatever you're. Yeah, you know, it's usually you know. a crazy uncle or aunt. You know, <laughs> but that, I mean. To show up Cousin. just, you know, to show up out of the blue on somebody's vacation without, dick move. yeah, totally, man, major yeah. dick move. <laughs> ah, they'll be tickled to death to see us. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Especially after we try to scam them, right? Yeah, right. So they bring their creepy ass redheaded twins, <laughs> Kara and Mara, and I won't tell you. These two kids made me leery of redheads <laughs> when I was growing up. Like, it made me kind of second guess a little bit. I actually can relate to this. I actually have a, a pair of cousins who are twins. They're really? not redheads. Okay. Um, their names are Heather and Dawn, uh, but they are identical. It's hard to tell them apart. Really? Uh, but, yeah, yeah. They weren't, like, creepy or anything like that, but still, you know. These were, like, low-key comedic shining twins yeah in a way <laughs> and they played up on that you know with the twilight zone music yeah, yeah. but yeah Some they really did they made one. me they made me a little leery of uh of the redheads mm-hmm. growing up like man like there was something wrong with them and of course there's not but it's the just... neighbor girl from short circuit i think was maybe one of my first exposures to uh crazy redheads okay you remember right. small wonder the robot vicky She's in a maid outfit, red and white. She talks like a robot all the time. Okay, it's and, been a long uh, time, but the, yes. The dad flips her back open. She's got circuits, and she's a. I've got short circuit in there. I need to. I need to rewatch it. Short circuit. Small wonder. Oh, small wonder. Oh, oh. Okay. did I say short circuit? You did say short yeah. circuit. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Small wonder. Yeah, I've never seen that. You never seen small wonder? I have not. It's it's like a Punky Brewster, Alf. Really? Kind of mixed comedy. <laughs> when did it come out? Like in that eighties? in that era, like it was actually after, I think, uh, Punky Brewster. So like late eighties, early nineties, mid eighties. Yeah, mid. I don't know, eighty five through eighty seven. Hmm. That's a wild guess. Like, I could probably I could way see, wrong. Well, I don't know. I could see if it, if you're right on your timeline, I could see where I missed that or why I missed it. Right. It was an evening comedy. <clears throat> My small water. Uh, it was from 85 to 89. So it's a show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Vicky the Robot and her family. Yeah. Whatever. Cool. Well, listeners, if you know anything about Small Wonder, let us know. Check it out. Yeah, hit us up on the Facebook page or email us. What? Yeah. Everybody knows about Small Wonder. You guys are the only two that don't. I guess. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it's like amazing stories. Like, 
I, yeah, I've never seen Amazing it. Stories either. Did you ever give that a try? I've got the VHS. They're, I haven't watched fun. them yet. Yeah, those are 80s gems. Right on. Right on. There are cool. Generations Twilight Zone. Or Black Mirror. If you want to put it in perspective. Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. Black Mirror is yeah. our modern. Twilight Zone. Which is way better than the real Twilight Zone that CBS just crapped out. It's oh, better than the real? With the, the Black Mirror? Is yeah. Black Mirror better than yeah. the new Twilight Zone? Yeah. Absolutely. The Jordan Peele Twilight yeah, Zone? Yeah, it's, really? not, it's not my thing. Okay. Ah, okay. Well, I've it's, heard good it's things too about political. it, actually. Like, okay. the first episode was cool. Sure. Where they remade the uh, Terror at 20,000 feet or whatever. Oh, the wing There's something in the wing. Right. Something. The yeah. John Lithgow. And they did it with the a podcast, yeah. actually. The guy was listening to a podcast on the plane. The podcast was telling him that the plane was going to crash. Was it Nostalgia oh, Highway? Did we do that? Maybe. That's possible. Anything's possible. And we Ta-da! may do it in the future. And then that's what he's listening to. It's in the future. Yeah, wow. Yeah. What a mind fuck. Back right. to the great outdoors. Back to the great outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> We've got way off track here. That's all right, though. <laughs> it's okay. Lips and assholes will forever and always oh, yeah. be the ingredients for hot dogs. Absolutely. No oh, matter yeah. what. I tell my children that. Lips and assholes. <laughs> yeah, we're having lobster tonight, boys. I hope their killers are 28 bucks a pound. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, speaking of that lobster dinner they have, like, all of a sudden, like, when they're eating, like, all of a sudden, bugs are an issue. Just out of nowhere. They're all, like, you know, slapping them. So, like, like, you know. I don't know. This movie is not perfect. It has its flaws. It has its flaws. Yeah, it's okay with me. Yes. Um... Did you notice the part where Dan Aykroyd sees the uh, the leftover carcasses of the lobsters and he's like, "Ah, oh, look at the maggots on those!" You know, like they're monsters. Oh, because of his lobster being that you know amazing. Right. It's another you know nod back to his oh, yeah. arrogance. His ego and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got to feed his ego regularly. I mean, you could tell. Yeah. He thinks highly of himself. That's yes, he sure. does. Have you guys seen uh, Daddy's Home too? I have not. Will I have not. It uh, is, if you see it, you need to see it at Christmas time. Check it out. It's, they ripped off a lot of this, I think. Really? Yeah, it's very similar. Is it better the than the first one? meeting, which well, is yeah, John Lithgow versus Mel Gibson. Gibson. Right, which is intriguing, but I did not like the first well, one. Well, they go to a cabin out in, you know, the wilderness in wintertime, because it's Christmas, and they, okay. somebody screws up the Christmas tree, you know, like a Griswold scene, and then they have to go cut down another one. He cuts down a fucking uh, Wi-Fi tower. Oh, jeez. By accident. So they take it and put it Spoilers in the Spoilers for Daddy's Home 2. Yeah, Daddy's Home 2. Don't watch it now. You know all about it. It's ruined. I just told him one funny part, but... Yeah, anyway. It reminds me of this. Okay, cool. They, they definitely nodded to it. So do you recommend Daddy's Home 2, then? Yeah, Christmas time. You need to watch it. Okay, fair enough. All right. It's one of those ones I've really been on the fence on. Watch because... it with the older kids. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, we get Chet's bear story coming mm. up here, and I, I feel like I can make an argument that this made the movie for me. I, I really? really, yeah, I really like this scene. I like how John Candy delivered it. You know, he yeah. he, it was playful, but at the same time, it was like he was kind of menacing. You know, like he's like talking about the teeth being stained pink. From its last meal. Right. You know, and he'd become a man-eater. 
I don't think he was lying. I mean, except right at the end of his story, you know, to be right. honest. Well, when he ends up telling the younger son that it was actually a story that his dad told him and it was something that was passed down. Oh, yeah. But, I appara- don't but apparently there was some truth somewhere down, you know. I think that was just something he was telling his son. Like, well, that's it's true. just an old story, you know. Just, just a calm But it was down. actually legit, you know. You know, I never really thought about that way, but that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Probably lying to his kid, you know. Protect innocence. You no. Know? That's I tell you, man. We do that as parents sometimes, yeah. right? I, that's that's the thing I have to say about this is he Chet is an awesome dad in this oh, movie. Yeah. Like I, I growing up, I wanted to be this type of father to my kids. You know, yeah. you know, especially if I had boys. I mean, I have girls, and I still, you know, try to force some things that I think that'll be funny or clever or witty or. So you, you didn't know. take the the Roman. Path no, oh, raising Jesus, no, no way, no way, <laughs> <All right. laughs> no. But uh, you know, it just you know, and not that there, there was anything wrong with the way my dad raised me, I mean, because he did, he did a great job. I mean, I'm, you know, doing a podcast, so right. it's all downhill from here. But <laughs> you know, but he he just had this like I don't know, it was like an understanding and a patience that yeah. I always appreciated. You know, he was realistic. You know, yeah. you, you I, I kind of felt like if you were his kid. And you had a problem, you could go to him and talk to him about it, and he wouldn't like flip shit on you. Right. You know. Yeah. I like that. I like that you brought that up. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, so the the bear story, you know, I I like it. You know, I think it's really cool. You get a cool Freddy Krueger reference in there. Uh, but I, I felt like personally, everybody kind of came down a little too hard on him in that scene. Oh, Did yeah, you guys absolutely. feel like? Yeah. Did he cross a line? Did yeah. he take it? No, he get touched I mean, too far. I cross lines whenever. When you're telling a scary vacation. story, for sometimes lines need bit. to be crossed yeah, sure. yeah. a little bit. Now, shock and all. Yeah. Now I do think that the little bit of alcohol that he had in that glass would not cause that nah. whoosh of flame nah. out of the freaking fireplace that it did. But <laughs> again, for dramatic effect, we got it, and it works, and it was funny, and. I don't know. I really liked that scene. Hmm. It, it was really cool. I, I thought it was really well done. <laughs> He's and drinking gasoline. <laughs> Some of that Appalachian moonshine. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Get that on the highway. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Don't do that. No, no. But did you think they tried to make Chevy Chase look like a hippie in the flashbacks? Like when he's telling us, like he had like kind this of a little bit, yeah, with the yeah. glasses. And I actually kind of uh, after I wrote this note. And I was kind of looking some other stuff, just trying to dig up any kind of little nugget of information. He was actually wearing a Grateful Dead shirt. Was he? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think there might actually be something with that, with right. the tasseled jacket and now Sometime the Grateful Dead shirt. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty interesting. John Candy is a hippie. That was in, uh, uh-huh. pretty cool. But, what would y'all think of Roman's shitty attempt of trying to be a good dad with Kara and Mara talking about the uh, hilarious. the story about the oh, escape mental fantastic. patients? Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is it hilarious, is. but it's just it's like... Him, man. It's, yeah, it's he never falters from that character. I mean, no. He's flawless in no. that character. Think of soft, <laughs> fluffy things. <laughs> man, he is... Super. <laughs> he is a douchebag. God... And they were up all night after. Yeah, that didn't move. <laughs> Stanner, wide awake. Just... His, 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 oh my god, his story 
Is, is Emma scarier than uh, Oh, Chet's yeah. Story? <laughs> it's, it's demented. He says it so fast and everything. It's just, it, it's great. It comes off really smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Tan Arkoid's awesome. Yeah, he, he did really a fantastic is. job in this, in this role. So, okay, yeah, so the girls, the twins, they don't sleep, and they wake up, and they're, you know, Roman's in there in the bathroom, and he's, you know, talking on the gaudy cell phone, and yeah. he's out there in God's country, and the signal's kind of weak, but <laughs> and trying to figure out why uh, his kids look at him like he's a rack of yard tools or Sears, but did you catch what the twins were eating, eating when they celery. were- celery! What they're the fuck? Celery. celery in the morning? Yeah. Who does that? Grab something out of the refrigerator, kids. That's what I say sometimes. And right. Man. And here's the thing: they might grab some celery. Might grab some celery. What was option B? Well, well, that why? just goes to show you how freaky these kids are. Why is <laughs> celery even an option on this trip? Uh, Maybe they're gonna make uh, some potato soup, some or kebabs something. or something. Put uh, some celery in it. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, kebabs. Yeah. There you go. Good call. Yeah. All right. I can go for a good kebab when I'm camping. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I actually did some uh, shrimp kebabs there a few weeks ago. In fact, we Respect. should do that. We should add that to the menu one year when we go camping. Just do kebabs. Just do right. kebabs, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. There's some meat potatoes on mm-hmm. that. Mm-mm. Lock it down. <laughs> Doing it. We get the raccoons oh, on the first the night. Ba-ba-ba-boom. <laughs> ba ba <laughs> rocks on the trash cans that never works oh uh, they were that was so funny the raccoons were awesome for me as a kid yeah, i loved um, i couldn't wait for the raccoon scenes because they were just the raccoon and the bear that was too yeah, as a kid yeah. love yep absolutely <laughs> i remember as a kid i liked the uh the 96 ounce steak too the, 96? Oh, yeah. the old 96 the old 96 and I to this day I believe I can do it I no, really do man. as long as I don't eat any sides and I don't have any drinks and you ain't gotta eat I, you don't have to eat the gristle and fat uh, I, I can put away some fat man yeah, I, mean, I can eat I do eat fat and shit on uh, steaks if they crisp that stuff up nice it'll be alright but if it's just laying there as long as it's cooked. not too hard you know, yeah. I hear you, but I think I could do it now. I would feel terrible, but man, it it, it seems almost worth yeah. it. You know, I I, I do yeah. believe I can do it. I can go to Logan's and get a big ass porterhouse, the twenty two ounce yeah. porterhouse, with all the sides and drink three beers, and eat all of it in one sitting. So I mean, I think I can do a ninety six ounce steak. The actual Texas restaurant that has that is a it's a seventy two ounce. Seventy two ounce. I think they, you know, they elaborated for the movie, but right. They do have. A, I could. I, I'd like to try that. I mean, I would, I'd be sick. But, yeah. I, I mean, I was down for this challenge until I knew I had to eat the gristle and fat. But <laughs> I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. But since we're on it, the uh, cook who was credited as Jimbo was, was John <laughs> most Bloom, in, most intimidating cook of all time. Right. <laughs> Besides, besides uh, the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's funny. But uh, the cook, Jimbo, is played by John Bloom, who is the Reaper in the Hills Have the original Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Oh, really? Yep, that's him. And he was also uh, Frankenstein in Dracula vs. Frankenstein in 1971. And whenever there were feet scenes... Oh, in that Her- movie's terrible. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, it's about bad. It. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. not very good at all. Okay. <laughs> I mean, was he good as Frankenstein at least? Or do you no, remember? No. The whole movie is <laughs> not good, dude. <laughs> but he was also credited as the feet 
for Harry and the Hendersons. So I'm assuming for whenever Harry mm. had seen whatever he was, he did the feet scenes for that. Dude was like seven four, like wow. he was a gigantic man. So yeah. like the way they made him look like superimposing the Dan Aykroyd, and he's like, all right, you know, like trying to like that wasn't set up, you know, that was legit. Yeah. <laughs> so that ain't the last bite. He ain't done yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Okay, so what is inscribed on that platter that scared John Candy to death? I mean, it, it, okay, oh, so no, what? No, it was it was he because he found out he had to eat the gristle and fat. Are you sure? Okay, yeah, because I, that's I, what I thought. Took away. That's okay, because there's some words on that platter of the steak. It's probably yeah, the restaurant that? name. I would say, perhaps. I maybe. thought it's. I always, always under the impression Since when Saint I watch this. No, nothing like that. <laughs> like, like the meat was made from some kind of weird ass animal or something. Like a bear? No, nah, not necessarily bear. I mean, like, like a weird animal or something. I don't know, like bison or yeah, or it's not some a, shit like there's that. No cow that big, you know. You know because then he starts grabbing his wife or, or, or Dan Aykroyd or something like that, and he's yeah. just like panicking. So yeah, I. I I'd like to know what it says right there at the bottom of that board. I've always tried to dissect it. And I, I haven't never came to a I just uh, to an answer to it. So anybody on the the uh, on the highway knows the answer to this, hit us up. Yeah, and absolutely. I'd, I'd really like appreciate that. But um, I always took away it was just the realization that he wasn't done yet, and he had to eat all this fat and gristle. Right yeah, on, that's what right. I thought it was. Which that yeah, I'm I'm. I'm not happy about that either, you know. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, that that was a great scene. That whole like was just, it like a skunk, like a big ass or a beaver or something like that. Maybe it was Mr. Tompkins. <laughs> Mr. What? <laughs> Mr. Tompkins. He was the the old man, the oldest. Oh old yeah, man, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That didn't make yeah. it. He died in the limo on the way over. <laughs> oh Jesus, Dad! Give him a little. Go wash. Go wash. Give, Give him a nice little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> so my nominee for best boat name ever, Suck My Wake. Yeah, Suck My Wake. That is just, that's great. <laughs> that's a tiny ass lake to have such a big boat on. Right. It's ridiculous, actually, that... that uh it's boat companies would even have it there. Yeah. <laughs> That's something you put you out in the ocean. Didn't. You probably special ordered it in. Right. Oh, my God. Have any of you guys ever... Delivery. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. I'm just, no, Dan Aykroyd is just so over the top. I mean, I can see is. him having it flighted in by helicopter and dropped in the lake. <laughs> so... Uh, have any of you guys ever been water skiing before? Have you ever tried it? Uh, I've been tubing. Same. Okay, so you've never actually so, tried to put on water skis no, and water I've skis. I've been skiing on snow. Snow, okay. No, I've that's, never that's done hard water. For me. That was hard too. Never okay. done water. Uh, I have been. I have. <laughs> I'm not going to say I've been water skiing. I attempted water skiing one time when I was in the Navy, stationed down in Florida, and the only thing that I kept on thinking when I was getting ready to go to get you know to take off was John Candy's advice was. <laughs> Don't let go of the rope. Just, or let go of the rope. Just let go of the rope. Just go loose. Go loose. You know, that was the <laughs> o- that was the only thing that was ever going through my head the entire time was just just go loose. <laughs> so, 
Yep. Uh, that was that was a great scene. And yeah, unrealistic like you talked sure. about earlier, but for the comedic purposes it was great. It, yeah, it worked. It was. It worked for the movie. Honestly, there were so many more things that worked for this movie even though they were a bit on the over the top side. It's I don't know. For me at least it still worked. I right. Think. Goat cheese pizza. Goat cheese pizza. I would it didn't sound good 30 years ago, I, and it doesn't sound good today. To be honest, I, when I was a kid, I thought that was some made-up shit. Made-up? Yeah. yeah. I, I hear like, you. There's no such thing as goat cheese pizza. Like, that's just made-up. I guess up. there is. Is goat cheese, like, horrible? I mean... I don't know. I don't I've don't never had it. it. See, I don't... I'm not against trying goat cheese. I mean, maybe you don't pizza. You never know. <laughs> Guys, right. maybe just, you know, missing out on the best thing ever, and you don't know it. Would you try it? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I might try it. It just it doesn't sound appealing. Just the way and I think it's all because of the way John Candy reacted sure. and the way he just refers like goat cheese like dude, like we're making a goat pizza? Like what I I don't know. <laughs> it's John Candy's fault. That I, I have hesitation. On who's making the pizza? I, mean, I guess I might try a piece. I've had potatoes on pizza before, so Really? Yeah, yeah. I've made chicken salad out of chicken chip before. So There you go, yeah. All right. <laughs> Give her a whirl. <laughs> goat cheese pizza. Ugh. So if you guys had the choice between going to go see Mr. Tompkins, who is the oldest living man in Canada, versus a female Elvis impersonator in Whitewater with a 40-inch bus singing Burning Love, who are you going to go see? Female Elvis impersonator. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I think this is okay. the only thing, and it's funny because we're unanimous on this. I, I feel like this is the only thing I agreed with Rim and Craig on this entire trip. <laughs> you know? Yep. Even the lobster. I mean, I love lobster, and I, I'm not a big fan of hot dogs, but that's just, again, over the top. Mm-hmm. Well, hot dogs is a staple. Right. Of, hamburgers, hot dogs. Yeah, that's camping. what you eat. That's what you that's eat right. when you go camping. You're in the woods. The woods, the men, the the rugged, manly, men, all men, that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Right. Give me a hug. <laughs> what? Just give me a hug. Give me a hug. Who else thought that Cammie, who was played by Lucy Deacons, that she, anybody think she was hot? She was very hot. But oh, the yeah. whole the whole stuff, that, that storyline... The love with, story, yeah, subbled with, yeah. plot with butt, yeah. That didn't could have lived without it. Yeah, that was definitely unnecessary for the film. We could add more uh, candy, Dan Aykroyd time, right. or hell, even Annette Bening. She's funny in this movie too. The wife, so you know, the sisters. Yeah, they're, they're pretty funny. This is Annette Bening's actually her first first, first role. Yeah, yeah, she killed it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she was convincing as a snobby bitch. She really was. Yeah. But apparently she this had the whitest whites. Yes. Yeah. She liked the spin cycle. Right. The whitest whites. <laughs> yeah, Cammy. <She> run. <laughs> yeah, Cammy. I, I had a thing for her. She was. I don't know. She was just a cutie, man. Yeah. I really. There were so many of those, like, just. I mean, because like, can any of you name anything else that you've seen her in? No. I Unless can't I either. look it up in, on like IMDb, but right. Um, there is nothing else. She I've reminds seen me of somebody. I'm trying to think, like one of those uh, bookish girlfriend type roles. I don't remember what I'm thinking of. To be okay. honest, man, when I was growing up, 
I hope that shit was happening to me, you know, on vacation. That would have been sweet, you know. Oh, hook if you're up. a buck? Yeah. Absolutely, and I think hook that's part of the appeal. Hook up with some chick, you know. But as an on adult. On vacation, you're just like, hey, I'm bouncing this week, you know, so. Okay, so. Okay. Maybe kind of like the Karate Kid girlfriend, uh, Ralph Macchio's girlfriend. From Elizabeth Shue? Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, maybe kind of reminds me of that or the type one of character. From, it's from not part two. The, oh, the, the, maybe that's one of the Okinawa oh, chick. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't remember her name. I can't either. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because as a kid, I wanted to be Buck. Like, right. That would be awesome. Have that summer love, you know? Yeah. But as an adult, I don't really... Eh, just can we get through it? It's like when that theme... Because there, there's a theme music right. every time they come up. It's just kind of like, uh, I kind of I kind of tune out now. A little bit to those scenes, to yeah. a degree. Well, because they're completely unimportant. They're irrelevant. Yeah, they're very irrelevant. Throwaway scenes. Filler? Yeah, just filler. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Did you all like the bear dump scene? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. funny. Here's Zagnet. Yeah. <laughs> it, for it's hilarious. It, I've, I've always wanted to go to a bear dump, man. I think it'd be I've interesting. I've never done it. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, as a kid, it killed me. It just how... How Ben, who is the younger son, he yawns after their after the bears up there. And he like big <laughs> yawns. And he's like, and yeah, try, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gives you that, yeah, like, yeah, like I knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, he caused enough chaos. He's dragging right. three bears home with him and shit. So. <laughs> it's so funny. Don't feed the bears, man. That was hilarious. So why did he pick a zagnut? It's what you got. Yeah, zagnuts are good, dude. Zagnuts are. To be honest, man, <laughs> I've seen zagnut. Used in so many movies, uh, to name a few, uh, like uh, 48 Hours, when him and Nick Nolte and uh, okay. Eddie Murphy's like, I'm, you know what, goddammit, I'm hungry. He's like, you know, Nick Nolte's like, you know, you know what, you're right. Let's go get some dinner, you know. It's on me. He goes to the vending machine, pulls out, he's like, Zagnut and everything. He's like, here's your goddamn dinner. <laughs> I think I've always seen Zagnet has always been used in movies, man. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Juice, man. yeah, same year, nineteen eighty eight. There you go. Zag- got a yeah. nice Zagnet for you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Zagnet's uh, It's not my favorite candy, candy bar. No, I've never had what, what's in it? Because I don't know that peanut I've ever crispy had crispy peanut butter, like yeah. a hard peanut butter. Like a butterfinger? Like a wafer Kinda like a butterfinger that is harder and like a hard crispy. It's got wafer. some more coconut stuff on it. I think. Ugh, I'm not a coconut guy. I think it's got like a I don't coarse know. top. I don't yeah. know if it's coconut, but just coarse crunchy exactly. or something. I don't know. It's not <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It's like a watch call it. Once in a blue moon, I'll have to try one again. But that's funny. I'll go back to. It, we bro. could be wrong on that. Yeah, it's opinion Maybe. based. I could be <laughs> full of shit on that. Zagnut. <sighs> Here's your goddamn dinner. Man, that shit's so funny. So with the exception of the Elvis impersonator versus going to go see Mr. Tompkins, who was already dead, was there anything else that you really sided with Roman on, or did you side more with Chet? Oh, oh Chet. Chet all day. 100%, man. Yeah, me too. And I who think wants they... to, Who wants to root for Roman? I mean, he's a he's a party crasher, man. Yeah. 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 It sucks. <laughs> and, and I don't think I've ever encountered anybody that's seen this movie that really sided with Roman, but... It's pretty much unanimous that you can make an argument that Dan Aykroyd, he might be the funniest character in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? You think he's funnier than John Candy? Yeah, because it's, yeah, cause he's just masters that role so perfectly. I hear John you. Candy masters his role, too, but I mean, right. Dan Aykroyd takes that to the next level. 
I hear you. Have it, you guys ever had a, a family member just show up out of the blue on your vacation, though? No, no. Not at all. Un- unexpected, John unannounced. Candy. Mm. Chet, he handled that right. shit very well. I don't think I would have been able to. Oh, no, to he, be did. Honest. he did. He like, <laughs> did. Absolutely did. Yeah. Ugh. My parents followed us to New York one time. Kind of like without warning. Like they were in. They didn't, you didn't know they were going? Um, not until we were at our Howard Johnson in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I was shit. aware that, that counts. They were, uh, they were past yeah. Philadelphia heading that way. Oh, that counts, wow. man. Yeah. And they went ahead and got a room at the Howard Johnson, too. But, I mean, yeah. Oh, Hojo. Not next door. I don't know where they were at, but I never... No adjoining rooms? No, nah, I didn't have to No do... vibrating beds? No, nah, that wasn't in my beds. So we get Chet and Roman at the bar, and they're, they meet Old Reg. Old Reg. Mm. That was Britt Leach. He was Ira, the toy store owner from yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night oh. from 1984. Mm. Okay. And he was also Michael Anthony's Hall, Michael Anthony Hall's dad in yeah. Weird Science yeah. a year later in 1985. Uh, yeah. Very, cool. very iconic roles. Yes. And I feel like this is the best one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, I, 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 hear I, you. I just, I love it because, I don't know, maybe it was because I could <laughs> imitate... What he did fairly well, yeah. You know where he was just like where the the bartender who was Louis Arquette. He was like, how uh, how many times is that there, Reg? He was like sixty, 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 sixty. It's like six times. Six wow. times. Sixty, 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 six times. And then and then and then and then and then and Oh man, I, I love that. it. And then and he tells you like, if you see Old Reg running for the hills, you take cover. <laughs> you know, I love that scene. <laughs> what did Roman say about his hair? He's like, look, was that the skunk weave oh, or something like that? Or something? He's like, well, he's got the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Roman. <laughs> and this is also in the same uh, scene. We get uh, a great line. From Dan Aykroyd. Hey, buddy, you pay for the drinks. I gotta go to the John and be right back. Gonna introduce Mr. Thick Dick to Mr. Urinal Cake. He is so crass and just... God, he's an asshole in this, but it's so funny. It's yeah. great. Like I said, so many great one-liners I mean, you like Dan him. Aykroyd. I mean, it, you like to hate him. Yeah, you like to hate him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And he says so many laughable things just because they're so... Well, and it, and it's the voice and the delivery oh, yeah. and the, the the facial reactions and just I, I is this okay? <laughs> is there a better Dan Aykroyd performance than this one for you guys? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm, that's that's a tough one. Ghostbusters. Okay. Fair mm, enough. Yeah, that's that's where I was kind of Blues Brothers. I'm not a big eh. Blues Brothers guy. I like Blues Brothers, but it's fun. But I mean, it's not my favorite. Dan Aykroyd. I mean, seriously, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Coneheads. is really yeah. good. Yeah, that's great. He's a good character actor. He yeah. does good in heavy makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was curious. Because I mean, I I don't know where I'd rank it. I mean, I, I I think by default you would have to say. Oh, this is like I'd say top. Five for sure. Top five, six. This might be two for me. Well, behind Ray Stance and Ghostbusters. Dragnet. Mm, Dragnet. I do like Dragnet. That yeah, was a fun movie. Fun. Yeah, I do like that yeah. movie. 
He plays <laughs> a great straight man in that. Yeah. It's 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 interesting because Tom Hanks is like the goofball guy. Right. But like you cast that movie now, it I mean, well Dan Aykroyd wouldn't be in it, but Tom <laughs> Hanks would be right. the straight man, you know? <laughs> we get the bat and the cabin sequence and it's awesome. It's another awesome sequence in this movie. It's over fantastic. the top as usual. You get some great one-liners from Roman. You get the radar-guided guided vermin, sonar-guided rodent. You know. Unreal. Unreal. It's not unreal. It's actually <laughs> happened to me, man. You had a bat in the cabin? I had a bat in the house. Oh. I you remember were there. that. I you remember there that. that night. Yes. I was so drunk. I was just taking my hat and just swinging at this thing. And it kept traveling in the exact same pattern. And it, I mean, but they're fast, you know, and I was drinking. Um, but I was just taking my hat and just trying to hit it. And it kept just flying the same three rooms in the house and everything. I just tried to time it, you know. And uh, I finally got it. And I had to stab it with a knife and I cut its head off and threw it outside and everything. Wow. Hey, we got to get some sleep. And it was late, man, you know, and the kids. We and, got it. Yeah. We got <laughs> I was it. like that shit. My wife, man, she was early in the evening. She was like, "There's a, there's something in the house flying around the house," and I was like, "It's a bird. Just open up oh, the door. Yeah. It'll fly out <laughs> and shit and everything." And you mean a bunch of buddies and shit? We're out having a fire, have a fire and yeah. everything, campfire. I forgot about and, this. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, right. There's no fucking." <laughs> and I go in there and I'm like. Everybody, everybody left and everything. I finally go inside, and she's like, "I've been trying to tell you for three hours. There's a bat. There's something flying in the house." And so she, bless her soul, <laughs> she put up with me. Oh my but yeah, gosh, so there was like funny. a bat flying around the house for like three hours, and then I finally got it. But man, it took me probably twenty minutes. You corner up with a broom? No, it just kept. Like I said, man, it was flying on top of the ceiling in the same pattern, you know, because yeah. it was stuck and. It was just, it couldn't go anywhere. That's so funny, and I forgot I, about that, man. I just kept trying to swing at it, and it kept dodging my fucking hat, and well, I finally got it once and knocked it down, and I was like, all right, <laughs> well, I got it. <laughs> go on. That's, a, that's yeah. actually a repeated line that he, Dan Aykroyd said in Ghostbusters when they caught yeah. Slimer yeah. in the hotel. Yep. Yeah, it was a bit of a Easter egg there, but... Uh, so I guess there's a big difference between wimping and thinking, apparently. Are you wimping or are you thinking? You know? Yeah. yeah. There's a difference. And what is a flimsy-ass fly swatter going to do about with this bat, really? I mean, for yeah. those of you that grew up in the time, this is a little, like, coat hanger handle with this flimsy-ass, thin, almost transparent plastic, mm-hmm. which, if you got smacked with it, on the skin, it hurts. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just the right velocity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you'd get it with the right and just whip, whoosh, exactly, exactly, boy, that hurt. But what is that going to do against a bat? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was right. kind of overkill anyway because he had already knocked the shit out of. Harry uh, <laughs> knocked shit out of the bat. Yeah. When it landed on Chet's face, right. and he just just mm-hmm. decks his. Ass. He did. He really did. <laughs> He really uh, did, It's a great scene. It it's is. fantastic. It's good for a laugh. So the next scene, they, they wake up and it's in the morning and the men are all going fishing. 
Why are they using leeches as bait? I've used leeches as bait. We're up at Lake Erie, it seems to be the popular thing. Really? really? Huh. For Is that a th- and stuff. Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Huh. I've no, never I've tried. I've never tried it. I mean, I've always been too afraid. I don't fucking go around leeches. Yeah, I, that's something I, I just do don't want to mess with. Yeah. Like, they're kind of in, like, I mean, although they're different, I kind of put them in the same category, like, snakes. Well, I mean, they kind like, of... I don't want to mess with them. Right. <laughs> you go rooting around for one, maybe another one will stick to your hand for a second, but, you know, you... Right. Pop it right off. What's that? Fe- not, you, so you've had a leech. It's just a suction cup feeling for, you know, I mean, it takes them a minute to really draw blood. I mean, they got to really be... I just don't want to get anything, you know, yeah, some no, kind it of takes a minute. disease. It takes something. a minute for them to break skin. Uh, I don't know. Stand by me just ruined me on leeches, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. I, I've Yeah, I don't mess with leeches. Yeah, that's that and uh, Speed 2, Cruise Control. Hmm. Ah, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that made me scared of leeches, right. too. Great the movie. leeches, great maybe movie. Scared of leeches. So. We'll review or that. Slugs, movie. maybe. <laughs> we will review uh, Speed Two Cruise Control. <laughs> will we? Eh, maybe. <laughs> so, did, did you all know that this was the third and final film that was written by John Hughes and directed by Howard Deutsch? Uh, the Howard who? Deutsch. 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 Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Do you speak English? <laughs> but. Uh, the other two were Pretty in Pink from 86 yep. and Some Kind of Wonderful from 87. So, three collaborations in the 80s on very successful movies in consecutive years. Yeah. Again, He's a man. John Hughes owned the 80s. If you didn't know. Part of the 90s. So, King, you kind of talked about it a little earlier about the, uh, the weaseling that Roman does with Chet kind of extorting the money he really Roman does a really good job of making Chet look like an asshole he really does you know and you could tell like I don't know there was just something there there was a sincerity in John Candy's in his face and his eyes yeah like you could tell like he was like he was really busted up about this yeah yeah yeah. and then we you know we end up finding out that it was all bullshit you know but Man, I mean, he really did. He it made was like him, ten grand or something like that. Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five thousand. Shit. And it wasn't always. And it wasn't always like, well, we don't have that kind of money. And like, you know, they, I mean, they were. Who does? <laughs> right. Especially in the eighties. Exactly. Know? I mean, it wasn't ever said what Chet did for a living, right? In this. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was either. Just what Roman did, just working on Wall Street, I guess, as a coffee man. You got three minutes, twenty five grand. <laughs> God, what an ass! <laughs> That's that is actually the first time I was ever introduced to a cell phone. Oh yeah, yeah, it was really? the first time I ever saw that. Yeah. I was fascinated. I was blown away by that. I was like, "Wow, that is so cool!" Like you're in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, and there's no cord. I know that's like right. totally mind blowing to a lot of you younger, you know, listeners out there that we actually had phones that had cords at one time. But yeah, that I've was... seen pictures on the internet. Yeah, and they got that funny little button on their phone that they call people with. It doesn't show a cord, but it's the kind of phone that requires a cord. Right. My aunt had a, a, uh, a car phone. <laughs> yeah, my dad did. That was pretty cool. And I, I couldn't fucking call anybody. It wasn't allowed to call anybody on it or anything, you know, because right. it costs like four bucks a call or something like that back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you seen the video on the internet where the kids they try to get them to use the rotary phone? Yeah, yes, challenge. That is so and funny. They, they can't figure it out. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, you. I, I think like a hundred bucks is on the line. Yeah, better figure that shit out. <laughs> Oh, there was a bet. Oh, I yeah. Know. Hey, He's like, I will give it. you a hundred dollars if you can dial yeah, this phone number correctly in three, like yeah. three minutes or something like that. Oh, I missed that. And one. they yeah. totally I could just, not do it. I, it. I just took it for there was this teenage kid that couldn't <laughs> yeah, figure out a rotary no, telephone. Two of them. Oh, they're still okay. Yeah, they're working together. They still can't figure it out. That's hilarious. The eighties <laughs> were awesome. If you didn't live through the eighties, I feel bad for you. I think. Speaking of which, I went to the yard sale the other day. Okay. That's bullshit, but anyway. It's up in Greenmont Hills where the rich people live. And they oh, had a fucking yeah. He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Castle Grayskull. Yeah? In a bag, zipped up. Like, like okay. a bed sheet bag, you know, but they okay. zipped it up in there. It looked like it was in good shape. Is the they, actual toy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Castle right. Grayskull. Okay. Loose. Out yeah. of box. In a zip. Like, like bed sheet bag. Are they? Because well, at a yard sale, yeah, they wanted not. 500 bucks. <laughs> what? Oh, really? For a loose Castle Grayskull in a bedsheet bag. Zipped up. All the pieces there? It doesn't even matter. It's it doesn't even matter if right. it's in near mint condition, right. out of box, right. and a zipped up bedsheet bag. Even in box, it's not worth that much. No, even in box, it's not worth that. Yeah. And they're trying Half to sell it at the yard sale. Yeah, and they wanted, they wanted like 30 bucks for a bag of the He-Man figures. Or, and I think they had another bag of Ninja Turtles, and they wanted 30 bucks a bag for the same thing, like a be a pillowcase bag or something. It wasn't real big, but... Damn! I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta laugh sometimes in the in the ritzy districts with their yards on. Wow. Fuck. Yeah, because uh, Tony sells them at Plastic Plastic yeah, for Tony like would, about 80 bucks. Tony would laugh yeah. uncontrollably if he walked up and saw that. Wow. $500. 75, 75 bucks, something like that. Because he's got one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had one as a kid. Yeah. I always wanted Snake Mountain, though. He, he has a Snake Mountain, too. I think it's like maybe 90 bucks. But it's like complete and shit, so. I had a Snake cool. Mountain. He oh, talked into the... Yeah, the little, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I thought that was so awesome. It was stupid. Oh, man. You it's, just crapped on my well, childhood, Dave. Well, talk through it and it doesn't really <laughs> sound like anything. But if you bang it off or something, that goes nice. There you go. All right. All right. So after Roman basically extorts twenty five thousand dollars out of Chet and family, (laughs) him and his family they start to head off down the road, and Annette Benning she starts saying like, you know, that's probably Buck and Ben's college fund, and you know, you can tell that Roman starts to have a change of heart. Before and that, though, he was, like, licking his chops, looking at the damn check looking and at the check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, shit. like, this is a greasy, <laughs> slimy-ass mofo. Yeah. And it really, for a brief moment, it really changed my opinion to that yeah. of him. Yeah. Like, it made it. me, like, you, you love to hate him the entire time to, wow, this guy is just bad news. Yeah. But he had a change of heart. Very quickly, he just, you turned it. Sped off, went, going back to the cabin. They get back there. They come in. They all come clean. Well, not they. Rips the check up and everything. Tells Chet that the story that he told him at the at the wedding was all a bunch of baloney. But in the meantime, the twins who are staying in the car, they go off and they go to this like mine shaft that they were playing at earlier in the movie that uh, 
Wally yeah. tipped uh, Roman off with earlier. But Take care of him, Roman. <laughs> they yell down the hole. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so they go down there, and then they figure out the kids are gone. So Chet and Roman, they go out, and they look for the kid, the twins. Did you all think that they found them pretty quick? Or well, was this I mean, just I don't editing? know how far away that, that uh, mine shaft is. Okay. It seems like a long time, you know, to... A little bit. Well, if, okay, because we're—I guess we're jumping ahead a little bit, but you know, from the time when Roman gets back and shit, and after the split up and everything, it seems, it's ridiculous. It seems it's ridiculous, brief. you know, because yeah. they're like in pajamas and shit, and right, yeah, yeah, he's drinking his hot cocoa, <laughs> right. And, right. But anyway, yeah, but yeah, they found him with the quickness. I mean, yeah, and I think honestly that was just for just to keep yeah. the movie going, and you yeah. know, just to cut down, but. What the hell has this bear been eating all this time down in this mine? Like, what? What's its food supply? A trash from the cabins. Oh, yeah. That's what I would say. But it couldn't get out without the help of the rope. Oh no! I think it could get out. Okay. Without the, that was it was just using it at the moment and shit. Okay. See, for me, yeah. I took it as like the bear was just down there. It went like whenever it. Whenever John Candy had originally shot him, right, and it just, he just went, went off, down wounded, like, and he just went and hid, and that's where he just stayed. Yes, I, I guess I could see that. I always thought he, it, it's a bear, you know, they can get uh, up and around, okay, through things. So I, I just always interpreted it as he was just stuck down there, and it just made me wonder, like, well, what is this food supply? Roman and, and he did it with two kids on his back. I think a bear could get out of there with ease without a rope. I don't know, man. It was pretty muddy. Roman did it with two kids on his back. It's a bear. <laughs> man. I have to, no. Roman manned up. Yeah, he did, finally. After Chevy... Kids. Or Chevy... Wow. <laughs> After John Candy, Tommy's like, they're your kids! <laughs> For once in your life, you gotta have a father! Gotta have a serious moment in the movie. Right. You know? Some kind of catharsis. But did you uh, the bear that was in this was also uh, is Bart the bear, pretty famous uh, bear actually. And mm. did you all see the movie The Edge from nineteen ninety seven with Anthony great Hawkins? movie, yes. awesome movie. Love that. You ever movie. seen that, Dave? Uh, I Edge? have not, but I know a little bit about it. It's oh, fantastic. I own it. it is an awesome movie. It's epic. I it's, love it. I've heard it was. It yeah. is it's great. Edge of your seat, edge of your seat man. It's I'll kind be. of like Jaws in the Wilderness in a way. It's kind of compared to that. Yeah. It's a winter wilderness, isn't it? Uh, like the right. fall. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like yeah, Anthony like Hopkins. Cold, cold fall. Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin. Okay. Yeah, is it? That's a good movie. That's a really good movie. I've seen but, Alec Baldwin once on a vacation to New York. For real? Yeah. In real life? Uh, he was wearing a sheet over his head because he was apparently in trouble that morning for punching out some official downtown. Manhattan. Wow. Yeah, at the courthouse, he had punched somebody out. Man, them bald ones. I mean, it wasn't an official. Maybe it was just tabloid. He punched somebody a paparazzi out. Paparazzi, yeah, or something. paparazzi person. Yeah, that seems a little more. He goes back to his hotel, and we're walking from our parking spot that's far away from Times Square, trying to get to Times Square, and we see a fancy, rich hotel along the street we're on, and 
Guy comes out with a sheet over his head, and they're rushing him into a limousine. I hope it wasn't white and pointy. <laughs> no, he just looked like a ghost. <laughs> he just looked like a ghost. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so, so he was just reprising his role yeah, for Beetlejuice. There you go. Exactly. I never even thought of that. I never even thought of that. Good point. But uh, I didn't know it was at the time. We watched the news later at night, and I don't think it was really on the news either. I think I had to Google it. Like, That's awesome, though. Star yeah, in New York City with a ghost sheet and they it came up that's Heck neat yeah. hell yeah dude and it okay so it made for a really funny scene but john candy is dead or would be shortly after the uh bear oh, <laughs> jumping yeah. on him with the door in between him he's like go oh, get off me you big son bitch yeah, like he, he's gonna be dead from being crushed eh. john candy's a big boy he's, 30 boy, he's a big yeah. boy yeah, I he was. I think, yeah, I think they could have. That just means there's more stuff to crush, I think. I never considered that being too far-fetched. I mean, compared to nah. everything else in this movie, I did No, I mean, it fell right in line, but I mean, just being realistic, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the bald-headed killer bear of Clare County got okay. the best of John Candy in that moment, I think. You know, and I don't think You're not wrong. those are injuries that Chet Ripley's going to recover from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least he didn't get mauled. Right, right. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's a... It's, it's a, a John movie. Hughes movie. It's a family yeah. movie. John Hughes. But. But yeah, I like how, you know, the, he's, the bear stands over Roman and everything. Roman's just got that stupid look on his face. Yeah, with the, ho- the poker. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. <laughs> Shock and all. <laughs> right. Tries to fight it with a poker. God. It's so dumb. <laughs> so. Remember the shotgun lamp we were yeah. we mentioned earlier in the beginning. Well, that makes a little comeback with Wally. Oh yeah. Wally it, Wally comes busting in, <laughs> lands on John Candy. Well <laughs> oh, he hears yeah. the roar and it wakes him up out of a yeah. dead sleep. And and John Candy's like, well, What are you gonna do with that lamp? He's like, It's loaded you know. <laughs> but at least take the lamp shit off. Right now, no. And the light bulb. And the light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 leave the light bulb in there. That's that's like projectile. Here's the thing: they should have used slug on the bear instead of this buckshot shit. What's going on here? Uh, if you're gonna take out a bear, you're just gonna piss it off, <laughs> or, or just scare it off, or yeah. bald its ass, which bear. is really great. <laughs> uh, that's a great scene, man. Oh, right in the. <laughs> yeah, that bear goes off. Howling like so a bear. Was yes. that a real bear? I mean, like shaved and everything? I no. think it was a prosthetic yeah. okay. put on there. Because that's really done well. Man. Oh, yeah. It, it works. sticks like, out too much. Well, because yeah. like, you can see the bear like <laughs> kind of shaking a little bit. Yeah. Like his rear end. Yeah. It know, sells it, man. It does. But I, you can tell like I that's it sells it, but it's also, I think he's trying to get it off of him too. You know? yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but no, it totally works. It's totally works. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> So then, you know... Bald on both ends. <laughs> right? But we get past all that, and you get the... You know, like, oh, we giving our goodbyes, going our separate ways, and... Well, race you home. Come home, yeah. Race you home. <laughs> race you home. Race oh, you no. home. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shit. Race you home. <laughs> That's no fun. Right? <laughs> Yep, it just doesn't end. And, and honestly, that gave me hope that there might be a sequel for this. Oh, obviously, man, we yeah. never got one. You don't need to have a sequel to this. No, you There's don't. No, not but necessary. When I'm nine it years old, happen. it could have happened. Yeah. But when I'm nine years old, I wanted a sequel. Yeah, you know. I hear you. But speaking of sequels, 
according to IMDb, this is being remade. No. With Kevin Hart starring. Yeah. No. Yes. Oh come on. Well, Hollywood have, for real. Well, we have the Lord's thoughts on this, King. <laughs> What's yours? Oh, man. I I need to see a trailer first. Oh, I'm, my like, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna say no. I won't watch it. I I don't need to see a trailer. I'm out. I, I appreciate I no your opinion. Oh, did you, know. you watch the the, the um, remake of Vacation? I did part of it. And I, I can't say so, this, this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get that monstrosity of shit. I hope they don't do that bad. I mean, that movie was pretty bad. I can't watch it. If they remake The Great Outdoors. It's unnecessary. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah, but they could have redone Vacation. Or not just redone it, just continued it with new people or something and done a good job with their own thing, but they just took it too far, I think. Yeah, it's pretty they rude. took the family, rude, man. Yeah, yeah. atmosphere and... Amplified it. it. They amplified the vulgarity of vacation right. to where it didn't need to go, and everything. Right. And I think that's what'll happen if they remake this. It's gonna I don't suck. know. I could see this being PG thirteen yeah. all all yeah. the way. Right. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Hart plays it cool. I mean, yeah, I don't in know. that middle. Yeah. I enjoy him, but I don't know. No, he I is funny. To see, but... I have to see who his who he's going to be, you know, reflecting off of who the other actor is. He's Chet. Yeah, he, uh, he, he would be the Czech yeah, character. Yeah, sure. Uh, Who would be the know. Roman character? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't be... Tiny Zeus Lister. I was going to say... Tiny Zeus Lister. Oh, man. Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson. Team oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Moving man. On. That could I'm be a, it. I'm could all, be damn. It. That just, that, it could be it. I'm all, I'm already regretting that I even brought this up. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We are sullying the waters of the great outdoors on this. Ugh. I'm not folding yet, but I'm I'm waiting for a trailer. In 1988, this was actually the 25th best movie that performed in the box office that year. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 25th. I figured it'd be a little bit higher because yeah, you know. Be but what year was that? 88. Oh, that was a big year. Yeah. Yeah. A lot so. of grades came out that year. Well, guys. Right. Are we at that point where we're going I to do the we wrap are. up yeah. and braiding? Who wants to take it first? I, I'll take it. Shit. All right. So the great outdoors for me is a timeless classic. Um, I, we had it taped off of mm-hmm. HBO. <laughs> I say this all the time on the podcast. Actually, there's a recurring. A lot of these, here. a lot of these movies I've had. You know, taped and shit when I was a kid yeah, and everything. Yeah. Every, a lot of people from our generation did. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, it's Jurassic. That's what the VCR was for. It was a video set recorder. You put yeah. your tape in, and when something came on we you liked, just, you hit record. We were too you poor to buy brand new movies and stuff back in those days. So you know, but yeah, we did have this. Um, it wasn't the greatest quality. It, it, it would jumble out of right. certain parts and everything, especially at like the beginning. It was weird. I don't know the, that tape. Um, but any, anyway, um, you know, it's hard to top a John Candy Ding and Dan Aykroyd combination. And it's only happened like three or four times, or maybe three times. Well, this um, is the only time that they were like top co-biller, you know, right. top bill. I mean, they did nothing but trouble together. Yeah, and, uh, but that was minor. Um, and something else. Oh, what else? It what was... else they do? Shit. It'll come to me. But yeah, um... 
I, I, you know, this is this is the uh, shit. Nineteen forty one and uh, oh, okay. the Blues Brothers. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gee, yeah. Is. So yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, back on track though. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like I said in the beginning, I've always wanted this kind of vacation that they had. You know, um, at least the place. You know, not necessarily the family showing up unannounced and shit. And right, the, obviously they uh, inherit them at the end of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's when, nice to like Kevin. When they move move in together and stuff, at least temporarily. Um, fantastic one-liners in this in this movie, uh, as you can tell. We've quoted a, a few throughout a throughout yeah. this uh, the podcast. Um, you know, this movie's got some editing issues, clearly. Um, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's counting when yeah, at the old Niner Sixer scene when John Candy's Barry to puke and everything mm-hmm. when he sees the trash that was sprawled out and everything. Um, you know, Dan Aykroyd's behind everybody. Get one, two, and then everybody runs out and shit, you know. Um, when Buck's in the pool room, they're doing that with, oh, the, with Cammy and shit, yeah, and she, she hits and a pool stick. He's got the damn pool stick, and he hands it off to his little brother. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, there's some editing issues with this movie. Right. Um, and you you... Surprisingly, you catch a lot of it. Um, you you do. don't really uh, try to hide the fact or anything. But it's amazing um, because it's a, does it really affect your overall? No, it's fantastic. That, that's it's the, great. That is, yeah, so, that is the thing that fascinated me about this. You after know, watching it, this I was time. just like, I really, I really don't care. I mean, it's it's such a good movie. You know, yeah. um, it's a seven point five for me, guys. Seven point five out of ten. Right yeah. on. I know, and IMDb's got it at like six something. It's it's an underscore. It's under, they're undershooting it. 7.5 from the okay. Lord. Mm-hmm. What does the King of the Road have? Um, it's not as iconic to me as the Vacation movie. Uh, so, but it's, you know, like, I don't know. What I call that, a 10? Yeah. You <laughs> called Vacation a 10. Yeah, yeah, well, it is a 10. It's like your third it 10. It is a 10. <laughs> this is... Like an eight point five. Eight point five. I saw it as a kid. I have the nostalgia for it, but it's just not as high up as that. Yeah. Man, you got a higher score than me, man. <laughs> yeah. right. I still love it. I mean, <laughs> it's not vacation good to me, but no, it's, it's up there. No, it's not. Okay, so we got an eight point five yep. from the from the king. Well, very much like our last review of Vacation. This is another one of those childhood favorites that never left me as an adult. Uh, it holds up pretty well, and I'm able to turn a blind eye, much like you, Lord and King, uh, to its shortcomings. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just go with it. Yep. Because the comedy is so good. Yep. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And uh, like you said, so many great one-liners, great scenes. John Candy, Dan Aykroyd is a awesome comic duo and they are the gas that makes this movie go you know and you watch it once you'll fall in love with it absolutely it's one of those movies it's if you find if you find it on tv and it's on you're gonna watch it yeah it it it's even a cut yeah (laughs) even the cut i mean because this movie is rated pg you know there's very little it's more language. Yeah, anything. it's vulgarity yeah. more than anything, right? But it's rated PG, runtime of an hour and 31 minutes, debuted June 17th of 88, 
Estimated budget of $24 million, grossed $41.4 million in the U.S. Currently, this is not streaming anywhere, but you can rent it on Amazon Prime for $3.99, or you can buy it on Amazon for $9.99, or you can just be given a ration of shit by your best buddies because you don't own a damn thing, That's right. like my friends. Well, I mean, <laughs> everybody needs a vacation in the collection. If you don't have it, you go out and buy it right now. Right, so just to clarify, so I don't own this movie. <sighs> yeah. You know where the Walmart is? I'm the shitter. <laughs> I don't the Walmart has it, dude. I don't know. I try not to go to Walmart. Yeah, that's like... Yeah. But if I am at the Walmart and I'm having to wait on the wife and kids to go to the bathroom or something, I'm in the electronic department already. Yeah. I'll look at the right. DVDs. It's in, the three, yeah. it's in the $3 bin. Yeah. yeah. But IMDb has this as a 6.6 .6 out of 10. A meta score of 24. Rotten Tomatoes is, has it at a 40%. But an audience score seventy yeah. percent, yeah. and I'm right with you. Catch them, seven point five out of ten. This is a timeless classic. It's one of my favorite movies. Growing up as a kid in the comedy genre, at least. Yeah. Like I said, flaws, shortcomings aside, doesn't matter. You just this movie is so much fun. I, I I'll tell you right now, if you can't find any humor in this movie. You live a joyless life, yeah. and I feel bad for you. Mm. I know when we first taped this, I probably watched it every day for a solid month. Absolutely. At least twice a day. And I'm telling so. you, there was a lot of times, <laughs> like I told you guys about the, the, the bear story scene in the beginning with Chet. I would watch the movie up until that point a lot of the times, and then I would stop watching it. Yep. It would be a stopping point frequently for me. You know, but <laughs> the whole movie is just awesome, but... All right, well, this concludes our review of The Great Outdoors. Did you say a number on that? 7.5. 7.5 oh, okay, out of 10. Okay, my bad. 7.5. I apologize. <laughs> Just go with the, this concludes. That's okay. This is <laughs> All right, here we go. This concludes our review of The Great Outdoors from 1988. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed discussing this 80s comedy classic. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast and be on the lookout for new announcements and updates. And there is still time to get entered into our 4th of July drawing brought to you by King Art. All you need to do to get entered is contact us and suggest a movie or movies or a monthly theme to fill out a remaining schedule for 2019. Nothing is off limits, so have at it, guys. Um, the winner will get a limited edition King Art print as well as a Nostalgia Highway t-shirt. And you can contact us on the Facebook page through Messenger or Email us at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com. In addition to this drawing, we are extremely excited to announce that we will be releasing a special bonus episode that will air on July 4th. So be ready for that, listeners. We're gonna keep the uh, we're gonna keep the movie secret for the time being, I think. Of course. Yes. I think that's keep you wanting more. Yeah. If you want to take, you know, take a guess on what we're gonna what the bonus episode will be. Absolutely. Why not? I like that. But we want to give uh, a huge thank you to Cody Jones and Sean Jackson for our theme music for the show. And on behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I am the Mayor, Matt Logson. And we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us today. And we'll be sure to look out for you next time, out on the highway.
All right. Wasn't you going to say something? He did. Where he's talking about introducing Mr. Thick Dick to... Oh Mr. Urinal Cake. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. 